0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Over the decades, 15 to 19 South Wabash has been known by many names the S.A. Maxwell Company Store, the Jewelers Building, and the Iwan Reese Building. Those names allude to a long history for a building created by architects whose names are synonymous with Chicago architecture talking about Dankmar Adler and Louis Sullivan. Every couple of weeks, we bring you stories about architecture from in and around Chicago. That's part of our series, What's That Building? And today, we're going to peel back the layers of this downtown marvel, of course. Here to do that for us, as always, is our architecture sleuth, Dennis Rodkin. Great to see you again, Dennis.
1: Hi, Sasha. How are you?
0: Doing well. Uh, This one, this story, it actually came at a suggestion of a listener.
1: It did. Uh, Uh, A listener named Patrick Murphy, he is a former professor at DePaul here in Chicago, now a professor at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. But uh, he knows this building because, as you mentioned, Yuan Reese is in there. That's a tobacco store. We're going to talk about it. Oldest business in Chicago. Um, He used to go in there with colleagues to, as he said, talk and smoke every few months. And now he's in Alabama. We talk often on Twitter uh, about other topics, and he suggested we go in and find out about this building. And I'm so glad because there was so much to find out.
0: Oh, my gosh, I can imagine. So I mentioned this place is downtown, Dennis, but do me a favor, as always, situate us. Uh, where is this building in the loop? And, and what does it look like from the street?
1: Okay, it's on Wabash, uh, just south of Madison, 1519, as as we said, it's uh it's below the the L tracks so you know when you're standing there you get the noise of the old elevated and it takes you back because the facade there is we'll talk about how much of it is recreated but mm-hmm. it's from 1881 what you're looking at is a wonderful sort of take on a victorian storefront you have carved stone metal pillars mm-hmm. brick glass a really beautiful Storefront, very ornate. The flowers, especially flowers and the fiddleheads of ferns carved into uh, the metal columns really, really look like something other than, you know, a 7-Eleven that you're looking at today.
0: Right, right. You know, the detail is is really clear here in some of the photos that are in your piece on WBEZ.org. You start that article off with one of the oldest operators of the building, Iwan uh, Reis Tacos, uh, Taco, taba- Tobacco. It's not store. a taco shop, sorry. <laughs> can, can you tell what's on my mind right now? <laughs> what is the history there?
1: It's a tobacco shop, which is close to what you said. So this is a fascinating business. They have been around since 1857. A German immigrant named Emil Hoffman opened a pipe and tobacco store in Chicago in 1857, it has been run by his family ever since. It was passed to his nephew, Iwan Reese, uh, and now it's in the hands of the fourth and fifth generations, Chuck and Kevin Levy. Um, this is not where they've been the whole time. Their original story, I believe, is where the Thompson Center is now, Okay, burned down in the Chicago Fire, several locations over time, and then moved in here in 1967 when the building was uh, about 90, 80 years old.
0: Oh, OK, so so Reese uh, or Iwan Reese didn't move into the this Wabash building until the late 60s. but right. But it's far older than that.
1: The building. Yeah. The building dates to 1882 and it might date back even farther. This is fascinating. I had no idea. Kevin Levy helped me try to prove this. When you look at the, uh, the front of the building, there is one historical plaque, not the official city historical plaque, yeah. but one placed by Ewan Reese on, a, on an anniversary of the building that says that, though built in 1882, it sits on a foundation from before the fire. I was a little skeptical. Um, it doesn't – that doesn't show up in a lot of the other historical articles about the building. But Kevin took me to the basement, and I'm kind of a believer now –
0: Really? What what changed for you?
1: It's fascinating. You go down to the basement, which of course would not have been dammit would have been just filled with rubble from the fire and you see a limestone foundation that looks like if you go to a place like Galena, older cities in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. you sometimes see these um foundations. It's it's limestone, but it's multi, lots of different sizes of limestone. Uh-huh. So it wasn't precision cut. It wasn't everything is made to uniform sizes. So it's plausible, not confirmed, but plausible that the foundation of this building actually dates to before the 1871 fire, and then the building itself above the foundation is from 1882.
0: Which would make it, yeah, which would make it a lot older. Now, Adler and Sullivan, those are names that practically every Chicagoan has heard of before, or maybe they've seen it around the city. What elements of the building would you say clearly give away that it was built by these architects?
1: Well, I think if you look at those carvings I was talking about, in the stone, you see these big perky flowers with long stems that run down the stone. In the cast iron pillar columns, uh, there are these fiddleheads of ferns. Those also appear inside. Um, If people who are used to the former Carson's store, now a Target, Mm -hmm. and other buildings from Louis Sullivan, you, you recognize that sort of floral, natural, swirling style that he used to infuse a building with sort of a a natural feeling. This is the oldest building in Chicago where you can see that. This is actually, um, this was designed when Sullivan was 26 years old.
0: Oh my goodness. This is Reset, I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we are bringing you another installment of our series, What's That Building? Today we're talking about 15 to 19 South Wabash. Its history goes back to the 19th century. It was built by architectural icons Dankmar Adler and Louis Sullivan, and we are joined, as always, by our architecture sleuth, Dennis Rodkin. So, as you mentioned, you got to explore inside this this great building. Give us more highlights.
1: Oh, it's amazing! There are um, when you walk into the lobby, there are stained glass windows hanging sort of above the elevator lobby. Those were just in the last few years discovered uh, behind some drywall. Chuck Levy. Uh, one of the Iwan Reese family members told the new owners of the building, you might find some stained glass in there. And they did. Oh, really? Hidden by drywall. The building uh, was undergoing historic restoration with some historic tax credit funding. So you have to protect those materials. So all those windows were restored and are hanging there in the lobby. Um, there's a tile floor. The first floor of the retail space um, is vacant now. The tile floor... Many people believe is the original tile floor. I don't have proof of that, but that tile may date to 1882. I need you to find that out. I I tried so hard, (laughs) Sasha. I knew you would drill me on that one. And then you go up to the second floor. Iwan Reese used to be the owner of the building, and they were on the first floor. Right. Later, they moved to the second floor, and they took over. Now we get to much more modern finishes. Um, There used to be a place on the second floor called the Millionaires Club. Um, and I found old articles about entertainers appearing there and religious speakers, but you can just imagine the millionaires' club in the seventies very dark wood
0: yes that 's what I picture when I think of a cigar lounge, yeah, right leather sofas even leather yeah leather
1: <laughs> wood leather um a fireplace so
0: that was the vibe with that 's the vibe
1: in well in the lounge, which is on the the street front of the building, but then you go back to their store. Um, which is also on the second floor, and that's filled with pipes and old tobacco advertisements. It's really, I mean, it really feels as if you're going to your father or grandfather's tobacco store in the 50s. It's an amazing place. I'm not a smoker, uh, but the historical relics are fascinating. So I think a lot of people now go to the cigar store, the pipe, go Get pipe cigars, tobacco. Mm-hmm. Go into the lounge and travel back in time.
0: Isn't that cool, though? I mean, you're you're doing this all the time with these buildings, traveling back in time. And I, I feel like you're learning so much as you're going out on these different escapades, if you will, right? Because you go in with a certain idea, here you're finding out, oh, this is older than the the Great Chicago Fire.
1: You know, this that's what makes this so much fun. Is it really is a voyage of discovery yeah. for me? I had no idea. First of all, a reader, suge- I mean, a, a listener. listener suggested this, and I thought, oh. Yeah, I guess I've walked past that one. And then the the deeper you go, both literally down to the basement and into the layers of the historical write-ups, the more you find this building, this building has so many Chicago names attached to it. One we didn't even mention is Martin Ryerson, the man who uh built the building, had mm-hmm. Adler and Sullivan design it. He was a lumber baron from Michigan who moves Western Michigan who moves to Chicago mm-hmm. when he gets rich and invests in all kinds of Real estate downtown, especially right after the fire, so he's one of sort of one of the rebuilders. Not related, I found to Ryerson Steel, or not directly related, but um, oh, so many names have passed through or have been attached to that one site. So yeah, the answer to your question yes. is, I love doing
0: this. It's changed hands uh, quite a few times in at least the last ten years for sure. So uh, so we're clear. Who are the current owners, and and what are their plans, future plans for it?
1: Um, so. Uh, the levies, the operators of the tobacco store, sold it in the early two thousands. It sold again a few years ago to a pair of development firms. Um, the the one I spoke to is Honore Properties, um, and, and so okay. So it's sort of this three part: two developers own it, and they bought it to rehab for Sonder, okay. which is a South uh, a San Francisco firm that operates short term rentals. So the uh, this is a five story building. First floor empty. Second floor tobacco. Third through fifth are short term rental spaces. Oh, okay. Fully rehabbed, and it's really interesting because Mike Shanuda, the head of Honore Properties, who talked to me about this, said we did not know what we were getting into. I mean, you talk about me going into it. For <laughs> me, it was just exploration. For right. them, it was laying out cash left and right because they had no idea. There, are, um, for example, they recreated. Those stone carvings on the front, all that stone on the front, which is beautiful, and shows up in the pictures really well. Yes, that had been covered by marble, um, the stained glass that they found inside the drywall, uh, it, it appears from what he said that they have spent about twice on rehab I'm sorry, they've spent uh, the same amount on rehab as they spent, they spent to buy the building, hmm. so their investment is double: far what more they originally, than they originally yeah. anticipated
0: for sure. Uh, before I let you go, can you tease anything coming up?
1: You know, we're sort of doing a little bit of a shift. Oh. We're going to move into icons of Chicago, iconic buildings. We had that great discussion last week about the Willis Tower, the,
0: the Sears Tower,
1: right? The Willis Tower. <laughs> I said Tower. that just to tease you. <laughs> <laughs> and so now we're going to sort of we're going to spend a few months looking at icons like that one.
0: Oh, cool! That'll be interesting, and that'll help me, uh, you know, newer Chicagoan learn a lot more too. Thanks for that, Dennis. That's Dennis Rodkin, residential real estate reporter for Crane Chicago Business. See you next time. Bye.